With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Gabe Kapler, manager for the Giants. They're hot right now. I know they had a setback yesterday in Minnesota. Check out the Brewers for the start of a four-game series today. And Skip, welcome back to the Morning Roast. Joe Shaskin, the Butcher, Ponte Hill. Before we get into baseball, we see you on Instagram, and you're cooking up some mean steaks. You're out in the wilderness. You're frying things here. Your steak game, was that a priority for you this offseason to pick up your steak game on how to cook a steak? I, I feel like my game was pretty strong on that front before the offseason. <laughs> I, I, pre, I, I appreciate you noticing, but it's one of uh, one of my, my sincere talents. I can, I can cook a steak. I'd be happy to show you guys at some point if you wanted to come over for a I, barbecue at some point. I'm 100% in. I mean, the name's Butcher Boy because I was a butcher. My favorite cut is the Chateaubriand. Well, so what's yours? Probably a ribeye or a strip. I just like either either of those cuts. With a you know, the strip's got the fat around the edges and the ribeye, the marbling throughout. But I like both of them. I just want that good, savory, uh, fatty taste. So, so what do you think about the seasoning? Do you go heavy? <laughs> oh, Are you go. heavy on the seasoning? Are you light on the seasoning? Because I noticed a couple times you just showed this stuff. I'm like, uh, maybe you need a little more garlic salt on that. Well, what do you think? What's no, your take on that? I'm one? definitely no mess with garlic salt, but I, I'm big on just like a nice coarse sea salt mm. uh, as a, as a rub. I'll, I'll use I'll use any kind of salt really, and a little bit of pepper. And sometimes I won't even go pepper. Sometimes it's just salt for me, but that's plenty because. Again, the flavor is all in the fat. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, sure. no doubt. What about Milwaukee? It's a good food town. Are you getting the brat? Does Cap goes? Does Gabe Capper go brat? What's, <laughs> what's going on up there in Milwaukee? I won't say no. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no. they, there's, there's a good a good brat with some sauerkraut, maybe a little little spicy brown mustard. I'm into it. I'm just we're at the ballpark now. I'm actually just walking in right now. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to it today, but. Now that you guys mention it, it's uh, sounded tasty. Yeah, I like it. You know, I, I, I've coached a Little League team, and I watch all these Kai Correa videos that you guys have on YouTube about defensive training, and he's really good. I mean, it's really informative, and it's it's easy to kind of pick some things away and, and try to utilize them for our Little League team. So thank you guys for posting those. But secondarily, like, heading into the year, I was thinking, like, defense for this team, I don't know, man. It was pretty bad last year, and now we got the shift. And then you look up a couple months in, and I'm like, well, Lamont – Looks great at first base. Didn't see that coming. Estrada's made huge strides at second. J.D. Davis looks incredible at third. Casey Schmidt obviously has got an elite glove. Was that something you guys really prioritized this offseason, was being a better defensive team? Yeah, I think so. And and all of the players that you mentioned have taken nice steps forward. I think our outfielders have done a nice job as well. Yeah. Um, Michael Conforto and, and Hanniger. You know, while they're not gold glove elite, elite defenders, they really stabilize things for us. Mike Yastrzemski in center field does a nice job. 
Um, and then we have a guy on our roster now, Bryce Johnson, who can go out there and play an above-average center field. One, one infielder that you didn't mention was Brett Wisely. And I, I think we're kind of um, – it's hard not to get distracted by yesterday's game where we played a sloppy defensive game. We, we have to be better than that. But for the most part, Wisely's really shined both at second base and center field. And every time Bryce Johnson has been out there, he's done a good job for us as well. So I think our defense is just more stable than it has been in years past. And to answer your question directly, yes, it was, it was a, pretty, um, a pretty big point of emphasis for us in the offseason and in spring training this year. Gabe Kapler, manager of the San Francisco Giants here on the morning. Also a 95-7 game, also a longtime player, won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox. Gabe, coming into the season, a lot was made about the pitch clock and the lack of shifting. So, so far through 49 games, what's your take on the pitch clock? I really like it. I think it sped up the game. I think the, the brand of baseball is, is quicker. Um to, to be very selfish, I like getting home a half an hour early or so. <laughs> Us too. After, after games, you know, it means it means a half an hour more sleep. I'll take that all day, every day. Yes, sir. Um, but I just think I think feel things feel um, the game feels like it's being played with slightly more urgency, which I really like right now. I'm I'm into it. How about you guys? I oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we work at six in the morning, so we can go to sleep nah. at nine fifteen, and it's man, I could get an extra thirty minutes, and then. You know, I just love it. it. Like you said, the urgency, it feels like it's a lot more intensity. Guys are just getting in that box. They're swinging. Pitchers just throwing. I love the pitch clock. Love it. Yeah, I think I read uh, some of Buster's quotes, actually, a couple of days ago. I think he was talking about how in the past, when he's been at home with his family and watching games, he feels like he can go do something between pitches, and now he feels like if he walks away or turns away for a second, he might miss something, which I think is exactly the feeling we want major league baseball fans to have like every every pitch that happens is a chance for some action it's going to be some action on the bases but you don't want to turn away for for too long because you might miss something so i thought buster articulated that well you know and also like there's the television viewing experience when we went to the game my wife who had season tickets before we even uh got married you know she was like you know what i like about it is i know when the ball is going to get put into play so i can look over and so even though she's not as diehard she's like casually watching it gives her an opportunity to like focus on when the ball is going to be put in play almost like a shot clock or a play clock in the nfl so i think i think it's hitting on all cylinders here yeah, it's like a cadence and a rhythm. Yep. I totally understand what you're saying. I think you're right on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I- I'm looking at Casey Schmidt here, and there's been so much made about, like, oh, the development of young guys. And, well, you guys have developed some young guys. Estrada's a young guy who you've developed. Logan Webb, you've developed. Doval. But it feels like Casey has just breathed life into the team. And I know it's more nuanced than that. But when you guys brought him up, did you know he was going to be this good? No. I mean, look, we knew that he was going to be a quality defender at third base we knew that he had a chance and continues to have a chance to be a plus defender at shortstop and second base we knew that he had really good bat to ball skills so he has a good feel for where the sweet spot on the barrel is which isn't something that you say about everybody so he has nice eye hand coordination and the one area that we think may uh, be something that he just has to challenge himself to be better at is pitch selection it's, it's deciding which pitches to go after and we never want to take away that young aggressive intensity that he has where he feels like he can hit any pitch and hit it hard we want to encourage that and at the same time we just want to shrink the zone in which he swings just a tiny bit and i think if he's able to make that small adjustment he's going to be a really good hitter for a really long time and has a chance to be 
um, a top-of-the-league style of defender at third base and maybe even at shortstop and second as well. Well said, Cat. Well said. 20, uh, 2021 NL Manager of the Year, World Series Champion 04 when he was a player. Gabe Kapler here on the morning rolls on 95-70 game. So Schmidt's getting a lot of headlines. You know, Conforto Hanniger's coming around. They're getting a lot of headlines. J.D. Davis has had a spectacular start to his season. But a guy that nobody talks about, nobody talks about him, is Tyro Estrada, it feels mm. like. And watching him pick it as well as handle the bat, I think he's on his way to an all-star game. We'll get to Camilo Duvall in just a second. But Tyro Estrada has been rock steady, not just for this season, but even last year. And I think his last season, despite the struggles you guys had as a team, his season went, it flew under the radar, Cap. No, I think that's very well said. And why do you think he doesn't get a lot of attention? Because I I think he's been a winning player now for us for several years. Uh, I think the statistics will tell you that he's you know one of the top 25 players in baseball right now so why why do you think um he's not maybe not as popular as, as he might otherwise be Shaq's gotta let you get in here i was gonna say maybe he needs to cook more snacks on no, ig no. or something to get our attention i don't you know, know what it is you know what it is because i think people oh they acquired him from the yankees and you know he's only he's already 26 and blah, blah blah like i watched him every day last year and i was like okay him and wilmer were the two most impactful players last year if you're watching day in and day out and he and yeah it was an adventure at times at second base but this dude just makes plays and he's the kind of guy i think as the game evolves to more speed and you're seeing more more just like sense of urgency and playing multiple positions, like he checks off all those boxes. And then in our ballpark, he's a great gap hitter. Like I, I just love Estrada. I think he's I think he's a why, really good player. Why do you think player. he's not getting enough love? Just cause, I, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I, we, we are obsessed with the home run, I think. I, I like guys who put I, the I ball in play. I was going to say, he can take you deep, too. And, um, by the way, I think you guys are alluding to it, so I'm not saying anything you don't know, but he's one of the better base dealers around the game yep. as well. So he does have that all-around game going for him. If I were to put my finger on why he might not get this type of exposure or love that he deserves based on his play, it's because he's a super quiet individual. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say much, and obviously Spanish is his native language, so we don't get to know his personality. Mm, the people inside mm-hmm. the clubhouse think the world of him, think he's like one of the best teammates out there, think he's funny and, and sharp, but it's hard from the outside to get to know a player like that. So that's sort of up to us in the community to talk about the great dude that, that Tyro is and try to get him some exposure because he's certainly deserving of it with his play, and he's a top-notch individual, so why not? Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Yeah, no, I think he's playing at an all-star level this year at second base for you guys. And speaking of which, Camilo Duvall. Yeah. Now, he's got swagger. Woo. He's loud with the ice in his ears, the ice around his neck. But he's actually <laughs> been dealing in the back end. 13 saves. I think he's one of the premier closers of baseball right now. And, you know, I get there's control issues at times here. But Camilo Duvall, man, has stepped up. Mm-hmm. You guys have put the ball in his hands in the ninth inning. I think it's no doubt, man, he's one of the premier closers in the game. And he's headed to the Midsummer Classic. I think you're right on there as well. And and he's become very, very durable. And one thing um, you guys might not see, but I think is worth noting, is he wants the ball all the time. So if he's pitched two games in a row, you know how it goes around baseball. Um, the you know most, most teams don't like to pitch their mm-hmm. pitchers three games in a row. Like the back-to-back-to-back thing is something that teams avoid. And I understand why. But if he's gone two games in a row and he's thrown 20 pitches in each of those games and there's a safe situation, he wants the ball. And I really respect that. He bounces back. All of the accolades um, he's deserving of, obviously, throws really hard. The slider's nasty. He's got the sinker-cutter combination. But I think the thing that people don't see about Camilo is that he is just incredibly, incredibly physical and durable, and I think we're lucky to have him. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And there's a the other night, as we're like talking synergy here with the closers, is Patrick Bailey, I mean, he made a stop the other night that you just either have it or you don't. I mean, it was an incredible stop back there. I really like what I've seen from him. I, I know it's a work in progress. He's probably got a long way to go with things that you guys are working on, but there's some really nice things that he does behind the plate instinctually. I love Patrick Bailey's glove and his feet with the catcher, pitcher, I mean, with the uh, pitching uh, staff right now. Um, can you kind of elaborate on, on what you're seeing from the young man, Patrick Bailey? Well, you guys have alluded to it this entire show. Like, we made a commitment. We're continuing to make a commitment to prioritize defense. And and Pat Bailey is just like all young players, like Casey Schmidt is, like Tyro Estrada is, like Camilo Duvall is, is a work in progress. So there are going to be bumps and bruises along the way. But the foundation, the thing that is going to always raise his floor is his defensive ability. Mm. And he frames he frames very well. He keeps pitches in the zone strikes. He'll get you those pitches at the edges. He can throw. He can throw from multiple angles over the top and a little bit sidearm to get rid of the ball pretty quickly. And he blocks, as you mentioned. And uh, the blocking is something that we're paying close attention to because, as you know, with guys like Camilo Duvall, guys like uh, Tyler Rogers, mm. these nastier dudes from different arm angles, Ryan Walker might fall into that category as well. They are depending on their catchers to protect them. They want to know that they can rip a nasty off-speed pitch in the dirt and that that ball is not going to go to the backstop. So Pat is a guy that can can block and, and protect the pitching staff, and I think that's uh, one more reason to love him. You know, on on that same catching note, and this might get a little too nerdy, so if you think I'm, I'm too nerdy on this one, I apologize in advance. But, like, the one leg down thing for the catchers, uh, obviously it's not the way that I was taught growing up, but I'm open-minded, and I want to know, like, what's the thought process behind that? Is that for framing the, the low and outside pitch? What, why is the one leg down thing something that you guys seem to be teaching some of these guys? Well, I don't think it's for everybody, A. And B, I think it has a lot to do with stabilization. It just puts your body in a position where the glove can be in the center of your body and you can be very, very quiet. Um, It does, at times, make it more challenging to block balls. And sometimes it makes it challenging to get off a good throw. And we've seen that from time to time with Joey Bart, by the way, where he's in a one-knee-down position and he doesn't get a throw-off because he's looking to really frame and hold that pitch which is important, right, because you know that a swing count, um, a, a count that goes from 1-1 one, one to 1-2 one, on the batter may be the most important thing mm. that you can do in that moment. 
because it's less likely that you're going to throw the runner out. But if you're able to get that call, it puts the hitter in a very uncomfortable position. By the way, I'm not advocating for only a knee down <laughs> right. set up for a catcher. Uh, but there are some catchers who can be in a knee down yeah. position and make great throws. Joey is one of those physical guys who, if his knee is down, he can, he can throw from that position and make good throws from that position. Yeah. So I do think there's a compromise in here between being a great receiver, framing pitches well, and being able to block and throw. And those are things that our catching coach, Craig Albert, has is right on top of. He's making those calculations, and we trust him to make those decisions with our catchers. Yeah, no, I, I really like that elaboration. Thank you for that. The defense, uh, I obviously was in a point of emphasis. Was that a shift organizationally, or was that something that maybe we just haven't seen some of the younger guys come through the system that are more defensive-oriented? Because it does feel very dramatically different than the last couple of years. I think it's um, I think it's a combination of those things. I wouldn't like say it's our organization, our organizational philosophy about how we acquire players. We want players to be good on on both sides of the ball. I think this push has a lot to do with how our roster is put together. We have really good starting pitching. Those starting pitchers like Alex Cobb and Logan Webb and Anthony Desclafani and Alex Wood. These are guys that put the ball on the ground. If we're going to have pitchers like that, we're going to need to protect those pitchers. We need to catch the ball. We need to convert ground balls into outs. I think we all recognize that. Now, the addition of players like Casey Schmidt and Patrick Bailey, some degree or another, Tyro Estrada, the work that you mentioned that Lamont Wade Jr. is doing, these are development things, right? We These guys have specific skills, and then we have to bring the best out of them. That's the job of a major league coaching staff is to have those guys improve um, while they're on the dirt or, or on the grass. And we're, we're pretty pretty um, keenly focused on that, and we have been for quite some time. And in the past, we, we may not have gotten all the way there. This year, I think we're doing a better job. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let me ask you this, Kat, because we're talking to Gabe Kapler here on the Morning Russell 95-70 game. There was a lot made this offseason. I mean, we went crazy on this show when obviously the judge deal didn't go through and the Correa deal and all that that's happened. And I know we've all made it wish Correa best of luck or whatnot and Judge chose to stay with the Yankees and we all understand that but it felt like a lot of juice with the Giants was lost a lot of buzz mm. about the team was lost now at the yard as you guys get hot here and you get Casey Schmidt up you get Patrick Bailey up and a lot of us have been waiting for some of the youngsters here do you feel like some of the buzz is coming back to the yard especially mm. on that last homestand I will say that I think nothing excites fans like homegrown players yeah. I think everybody respects and appreciates Big name free agents. It's nice when I was in Philadelphia when Bryce Harper came to town, and um, man, that was a huge boost to the city. And um, you know, as we brought in some smaller name free agents, but some really good players, that that brought some good energy to the city. But there's nothing like when a player comes up and performs, and the city's like, man, we might have this guy for the next ten mm-hmm. years, and he might be a corner cornerstone for us. And we didn't have to spend several hundred million dollars to get him. We signed him out of the draft, and he was developed by our player development system. I think that makes everybody feel pretty warm and fuzzy, and um, I think 
that's what we're seeing with guys right. like Casey and Camilo and um, and certainly like Pat Bailey. And we have some guys that have got to, to the AAA level that are, that are also promising. Luis right. Matos is doing a nice job since he's been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kyle Harrison's last performance um, speaks volumes for, for who he might be down the road. So uh, I think we're, we're trending in the right direction mm-hmm. as it relates to developing and advancing young players. And I think that, that couldn't be more right. exciting for Cause, us. Because it's obviously here in this market, we get up for these games. And I know you've been to a lot of Niner games. I'm seeing wearing, seeing you wear Trent Williams jerseys. And you go down to – I've seen you sitting <laughs> now. I've never seen anybody – Cap, you're one of one. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. I, I, I saw you sitting courtside with a glass of wine. I said, man, I don't think I've seen a dude sip a glass of wine while watching some hoops, man. But do you, Cap, man? I'm not mad you at you. You pulled it off. You pulled it off. But, but no, honestly, that, wasn't, that wasn't wine, though. Let's make sure that we have the record straight. What was that it? Was whiskey. Oh, whiskey. Oh, was that whiskey? What's your brand? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that was whiskey. I mean, I guess I guess it might have. I, I guess it might have been. I've been to a couple of, of games, and right. you know, maybe one was whiskey, maybe one was wine. You you might be <laughs> right. I could be off. Right. No, I remember. I saw the red stuff. I was like, I know my whiskey <laughs> cap. I know a little bit about okay. whiskey, but uh, I all saw right. you there and you shook hands. But not, but seriously, because I we talk about this all the time yeah, on this yeah. show yeah. about the buzz and you guys seeing the buzz that the Warriors are getting with all the homegrown players I'm and the so titles excited. and the Niners fans yeah. are flocking down to Levi's. And I know there's a. I know Larry Bear. I know that organization and. There was magic at Oracle Park, and you guys displayed that in 2021. So recapturing that magic there, I think it feels like there's something turning here yes. with you guys uh, as you guys had that last homestand sweeping the Phillies and winning two or three against the Scrappy Marlins Club. It just feels like some of the buzz is starting to come back. I feel you. I, I, you know, I definitely want that to be the case. My job is always to kind of stay even and not get too high or too low. Like even at the beginning of the season um, when we were struggling, we were struggling. Uh, my job and the job of our coaching staff is to be steady and even and not get too not not get too low during those times. Now during this time, I also want us to be steady and even and focus on development. So here we are at the ballpark at Miller Park, getting ready to play the Brewers here coming up in in several hours, and we want to be focused on tonight's game. So happy with the way things have gone over the course right. of the last ten. 10 games or so, but have a lot of work to do and want to stay focused on that. You know, uh, uh, two quick points on the way out the door here, Coach. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. But, like, I got to tell you, you after the game, I know things can go crazy and stuff. You you took the time. You took some photos with some of my little leaguers a couple of weeks back. You probably didn't even remember it. It made their year. Like, I cannot thank you enough for just, like, a quick little 15 seconds of boom, popping in there and taking photos with them. Thank you so much. Um, And then the second thing, you're a big rap guy. I mean, we know this. I'm a big music guy. Bonte, not so much. He didn't Uh, even know who Diana Ross was. No, 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 no. I just, I had a brain fart. I had a brain fart, Cap. Regardless. So, like, whenever I'm feeling low, there are certain songs that I'll put in. So, I want to ask you right now. The choice is, okay, Pac or Biggie, who are you going with? It, it's Pac for me. That's really just about like my my coming of age years and feeling his passion and his his intensity. I I can own that. I think Biggie's a better lyricist. Okay. Um, I think he's a, a better writer, generally speaking. But I don't think there was a better. I don't think there was a more passionate performer than than Tupac or a deeper thinker than Tupac. And I just can't believe that he was mid twenties. Yeah. I, I, that always that always blows my mind. Well, so that would be my choice, but that doesn't mean that I don't think Ready to Die wasn't maybe the Incredible. Top, one of the top three albums of all time. No, it was a masterpiece. Oh. Who are you bumping right now? Yeah, what are you bumping? Um, a lot of King Push. Um, I still I feel like, he, speaking of lyricists, like one of the more underrated, Pusha T, one of the more underrated um, artists over the course of the last 
25 years or so. I'm cool. um, still listening to like more modern rappers like Earl, Earl Sweatshirt, Vince Staples are both um, on my list. Uh, uh, ASAP Rocky. Nice. But when I go back yeah. to my, my classic classics, it's still Eric D and Rakim and, um, and then, you know, the rappers that are, that are kind of in the middle, Lil Wayne and the list goes on and on. I, I guess I would also say, I know that I've, I've posted a lot and talked a lot about hip hop because I grew up on it, but also like all other kinds of music too. So, so let me ask you that, mm-hmm. Coach. Let me ask you because like there's certain like when I hear Little Bird from Bob Marley or Redemption song, like I stop in my tracks. Huey Lewis, The Power of Love. Like there's certain certain songs. What's a song off the top of your head can be anything that just stops you in your tracks and it's just that's it resets you and you're feeling optimistic again. I, you know what's interesting? Like I, I understand you. You kind of like put me on the spot. Like trying I know. To I'm sorry. Song. I think from from my standpoint, there's so many of those. I, I'm going back and listening to Freaky Styley right now, which is the Red Hot Chili Peppers' second record, um, and it was like very much punk, punk, and um, it, it's much different than their their later records. And I think a part of that has to do with the fact that. Anthony Kiedis and probably several members of their band at the time were just perpetually high and <laughs> kind of see, see that coming out in their art. And I'm not advocating for that, by the way. I'm not. No, no, we get it. it. I, well, I we... was just like part of their part of their art at the time. And um, so right now, like a lot of the tracks on that record will kind of put me in a good mood because they're well, really upbeat. We have a segment um, yeah. called Pandora's Box Cap where they quiz me on songs and music. And let me He's tell you, so bad. Your boy, he, I'm a sports nerd, not not a music nerd. I've proven that. So what you're saying right there just flew over my head. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm a music nerd, so I I should be. I would want to be on um, somebody's music radio show. <laughs> um, but I'm also down to talk about sports all day too. Yeah. You're a renaissance man. Yeah, you are. Gabe, you are. You're all a around. renaissance man. And, and we'll you hold like you to the good barbecue. Steak, lightly seasoned, <laughs> a ribeye, and you like good music. We'll, we'll hold There's him accountable. We'll not, hold him not, accountable. Not, not, not lightly, not lightly seasoned. I'm good with a little heavy seasoning. <laughs> yeah. it, it just it can be salt and pepper. But like like seasoned well doesn't mean like exotic seasoning. Yes. It means Enough. Yes. You know? No doubt. Yes. No doubt. Well, Kat, thanks for the time. I Thank know we got to so run. We appreciate the 25 minutes. Keep the boys rolling. Best of rolling. luck. You guys are rolling right yeah, now. Tough four yeah. game series in Milwaukee. You guys have had some classics, classics with the Brewers over the last three years. So this is yeah, this will be a fun, yeah. fun series up there in and Milwaukee. And we keep facing Corbin Burns. Yeah, I know. I know. We can't <laughs> get away from him. He's pretty good. No doubt. No doubt. Cap, good luck thanks, in Milwaukee, buddy. man. Thanks for the time today. Enjoyed it. Talk later.